going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Matt and Zach Show. I'm Matt. This is Zach. What is going on, people? Man, this is an extremely awesome week in my book because the NFL is the gift that keeps on giving. I thought we were going to get in this podcast and it was going to be like, I, I mean, there's not many people in bed that love basketball more than me. I absolutely love it. Watch it every day. I could watch it every day. But the NFL is king. And they just pumped out all these news stories for us, Zach. So before we dive deep into that, how are you doing? I I mean, I was so excited. You jumped right into the NFL. I mean, I came into this podcast really hyped up, really hyped up after a huge Maryland win last night. I'm still riding high on it. Like, Mm -hmm. big win over number 12 Purdue. So, like, coming into this, I was like, all right, I got to prepare myself to talk NFL because you're right. Like, it, it, you would think it's like, all right, season ended, it's a week later, coaching changes have all been announced, there's really nothing to talk about, and they're like, nah, nah, boom, well, nah, we boom. lied. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so excited to start talking about this episode that I forgot about our little friendly banter that we have, you know, before we really jump into the show yeah. instead of doing like a big intro, but I just can't contain myself. The That's NFL. The NFL. You get excited. You let that excitement all right. go. So this is where my excitement's at. I'm at a 10 right now. Woo! I'm going to come down to a three. Okay. Cleveland right. Browns oh, okay. just signed Cream Hunt. Mm-hmm. Shocked? Question mark? Um, Not shocked that the Browns would give him a chance. I didn't see it coming now because um, it's been so quiet. Like, there hasn't really been any talk about him. He's just kind of been hanging out. Um, so, I, I won't say I'm shocked that the Browns did it. I'm just – I didn't see it coming in general right now. You know, I, I talk and I want to – I'm going to do this, Zach. I'm yeah. going to be a football guy and I'm going to be a human being. And they're going to they're gonna be in two different categories okay. here. Because I feel like when you talk about this subject, you're treading on very thin ice. Do I like Kareem Hunt as a person? No. What he did was despicable. What he is – what he was associated with that night at the hotel room in Cleveland, coincidentally not. He is from Cleveland, if you don't know. Uh, Kareem Hunt was born and raised in Cleveland, went to Toledo. Funny thing is, that guy had the talent to go to Ohio State. For some reason, it didn't work. Maybe now we're finding out because his dad just got locked up for being a drug dealer. I'm and locked up. They won't let me. Sorry. I great song by Akon. But, but like, so there's a lot of things coming out about Cream Hunt's life. And so do I like him as a person? Absolutely not. What he did before this, I had no problem with him. But you can't do what you did to a female. I, I well, just, Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's what's interesting is, and I didn't see much more on it. He's not only being investigated for that by the NFL. There's two other things that he... I don't know what they are. I don't know. But I guess there's three different stories that the NFL is looking at when they overall look at his suspension. It's just not that night. Yeah. So, again, preface this by saying that as a person, I hate him. As a football player, I absolutely love him. I think he's a phenomenal football player. I mean, it's impossible not to. And so when you look at this, am I I a Browns fan? Yes. Yes. I am a I am on the strong belief, and me and Zach have this conversation all the time off pod with our group chats and everything. I don't look at my uh, I don't look at uh, athletes to be role models, and I'm not saying every athlete's a terrible person. And I know I'm a 31 year old man, and I'm talking about role models. But I, if I had a kid, I wouldn't confide in them to find a role model to mm-hmm. be a athlete, unless it's a guy like LeBron James. Like LeBron is someone that you can have your friends look up to or have your kids look up to because he is a genuinely nice human being. 
At least that's the surface you see. I don't look at athletes to be the role models for children. So when I look at it, can you win me a football game? Yes. Am I happy about that? Yes. But as a person, as a human being, I'm not excited that he is a Cleveland Brown. But you know what's the funny thing about this? And I'm going to go on this little, little bit of a rant on this. And, Zach, you can attest to this because you've seen it many, many times in football. All these people are out here. They're complaining. They're moaning. They're, oh, my God, I can't, do, I can't believe the Browns did this. The first time that kid's allowed to play and he puts up 100 yards and two touchdowns, everyone's going to forget about it. Not no one's everyone, gonna... but... I, All right, fine. I, 90% of the people are going to ever forget about it because we've seen this happen well, as recently I, as Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon... love to use that example. But he punched a woman in the face. He clean-clocked her. This one, He punched a woman in the face. And now nobody talks about this. I'm sure there is, you know, 10, 15 people that are that are protested every every week. You think weekend it would have been different with Mixon if it happened when he was in the NFL? Yes, yes. And I also and think it would if there was a video that popped out right then and there, what happened to it, that, yeah. then yeah, oh, it would have been, he, he probably wouldn't be playing football. Yeah. It's the same thing that happens with all these people when they talk about domestic abuse, whatever. It's, everyone's, no one's up in arms until they see a video. So I, as much as I want to talk about this situation, I, I want to talk about the on-field effect when it happens for the Cleveland Browns, what this does for them. Because as much as I, as much as we want to sit here and talk about the the negatives off the field, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to touch people the wrong way in that. I want this to be like a sports podcast, and I don't know how you are on this feeling. I just. There's just so much onions, the layers to pull back on the onion. I just don't want to offend anybody by saying, oh, he's a great football player because he's a piece of poop human being. I think it's, but it's, is it really worth your time, our time to talk about what he does for the Browns? Because there's a chance he does, some people are saying four games. I can see him sitting an entire season. I, well, I don't know about the entire season. Okay. I mean, I mean, heck, if Greg Hardy can get a six-game suspension for what he did and the pictures that came out for what he did, and I'm talking about this is, you know, shoving his woman on a pile of guns and holding a gun to her head and beating the crap out of her, okay. and he only gets six games. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that what Cream Hunt did was worse. Like, you know, well, Cream Hunt, what he did wasn't as bad as that because no matter any time you have any kind of physical altercations toward a female, no matter what the said or done, and, and again, and I don't want to come off as insensitive with the fact because there are but some people that said remember what I said, that they – are investigating other things no, no, as, yes, as well. Yes, but I, I but I want to clarify my point one time before we before we go move on this on this act because there are some things there are some things out there that she called him the n word yes. and all of that and I am a white male I will never know what that word derogatorily means toward just like I always used to use the example of I've never been in the military so I'm never going to know the feelings and how scared you are when you're over there and all that so I can't put myself in those situations. But as an athlete, a professional athlete, and Chris Carter did this perfectly, he has guys, he has boys that handled his business for him. And yeah. I understand that he probably had some alcohol in there, and it was it's very probably very hard for him to, to go into the hotel room, but call if, yeah, the cops, well, and, and let exactly that go. He say, didn't do that. That's exactly it. He had boys that were handling it for him, and he still came out. Yes, and I mean, he had three guys in the, the hallway telling her to leave, and and he still came out. So, yeah, yeah I get it. I, I understand. I think it's, we both saw the video. We know what it was. Um, like you said, this is, it's more about now. He, he is. If, if he plays, he's going to be a Brown for one year. Um, and, and then he'll be a restricted free agent if he plays well. The Browns stole stole a, a top-end talent in this league at the running back position. But what do you think that does? So you wanted to talk about what it does to the team. What does it do to a young 
running back that just played incredibly well for you guys, who's young. Yeah. You don't know anything about his ego We're yet. Not, you don't but, know what that means to his mental capacity. When you are there and you know, all right, I just killed it. I just had a great rookie year. And that, now you're going to bring in another running back that could possibly, I'm not saying he's going to, but if he does play this year, is going to challenge me for that starting spot. Why, why am I not good enough for you? I you like, don't, you I don't like know this, what his thoughts are. But I like this situation because this is what you should do as an NFL franchise. You have a guy that just came off his rookie year and you have a guy that just came off his second year. So you have two young running backs, 15, 20, 15, like 10 to 15 carries each. Don't overextend these running backs. Look, look what happens to these running backs by the time they get to age 27, 28, 29. Yeah. They fall apart. And I think what they're trying to do is protect them. And you know what? They're trying to put the best players on the on the field. And I also, I really, really think that this Kareem Hunt is a John Dorsey olive branch. John Dorsey drafted him in Kansas City. John Dorsey spent a lot of time with him. What, what he saw probably isn't what he saw in Hunt when he was at Kansas City, so he's trying to give him a second chance because he believes in him, which mm-hmm. whatever, you want, if you make your own assumptions or you make your own ways about how that, how that situation's handled, I think a lot of this is, well, let's start the clock. Because now the NFL is going to put him up to the top of their priority list when it comes to suspensions, and maybe then he'll know. And if it's bad, then they, they let him go. I think it maybe is Dorsey's way of being like, Kareem, you know, like I drafted you. I've spent a lot of time with you. I'll help you out in this situation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He didn't even sign for the league minimum. He signed for a million dollars. Yeah. So there's a lot of I don't think stuff. that the Browns made a mistake doing it. I, I think that somebody was going to do it. Football reasons, no. Somebody was going to do it. Um, now, if, if an organization was going to do it, it's, the Browns are the right one because you're exactly right. Browns fans are so tired of losing that the moment he helps, you're right. They're oh, going to forget about it. Because, Browns Twitter was because they're, crazy. They're so ready. I've never seen – so we both talked briefly about what happened with him. Um, I'm not going to get too much further into it, but I am on the side of I, very unhappy, very – the way I viewed yeah. it. The amount of people – Browns fans that were opposite of what I thought that I I expected more of what are they doing why would they do that and it was all yeah backing Hunt up like out of nowhere and it really surprised me yeah no and I think a lot of it had to come down with is I think people deep down inside are like I I don't necessarily like this but at the end of the day it's all about winning football games sometimes and you know what And, and and here's another thing he is a Cleveland guy he's from Cleveland it's maybe there's some blinders on going like, well, if, if someone's going to give a second chance, might as well be his hometown. Do you, does that make it right? No. I, I, there, there's so many conflicting emotions for me yeah. because I'm a big Browns fan. I've never wavered on this team. I want this team to win, and Cream Hunt gives him a chance to win. I don't care what you say. Cream Hunt is the best backup running back in this league if he is essentially going to be a backup for the Browns. And so for me personally, when it comes to that, I'm sitting there going, like, yay, football games, we're gonna, we can win more. Yeah. But there is a part of me that's sitting there going, at what cost? And I don't know – and it's a couple days after. It actually happened, what, yesterday, right? Or whatever. Yes. It's, it's, we're recording here on Wednesday. It was Monday. It was Monday that it happened. And I'm still not – I still don't know. I'm still in my feelings. I don't know if this is good or bad in the situation. And it's really going to take me a couple more days, maybe a week, to process really what happened here. So 
I, I want to move on if that's okay for Zach. Yep. I, let's move on because it's a touchy situation. I, and again, if if there's something that I said wrong or Zach came off wrong, again, we, our personal feelings are we do not like him as a person for what he did. They, we do not condone what he did. Again, we're a sports podcast, so we want to talk about the sports aspect of it. So if we if we said something that may have offended you, let us know in the comments. We'll gladly help and answer anything that we may have gotten mixed up or cleared up. We can do that. I just wanted to get that out there. Yes. So let's move on to the yes. most. Let's do the. Let's go to the most recent NFL news. So because I think this is going to be briefer than you think. Because I think that there's not much to say. About we're talking about stuff. Fluco. Yeah. So uh, Joe Flacco, <laughs> as of as of eight oh nine p.m. Wednesday, February thirteenth. Actually, Happy Valentine's Eve to all you couples out there listening to us on Valentine's Day. Because I know you will be. Oh, that, that was sexy. I know. Got the voice down a little bit. Get the little monotone going. I don't know if that even means anything. But no, Joe Flacco traded to the ball from Baltimore to the Denver Broncos for a mid-round pick. I think we're going to be different on this. So I'm hoping that we are. Your thoughts, your opinion. I mean, a mid-round pick, fine. It's it's what his cost is. He's no better than Keenum. Not even close to better than Keenum. Um, and... I just I don't I don't get it. We disagree I, on something, and I like this. I think this is a this is an opportunity because last year I don't know how much Denver Bronco games you watched last year. Not many. I watched a little bit. There were games that they were in that their quarterback threw them out of, and I and I want to. Joe Flacco is not a terrible quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. I was really big on the Ravens in the preseason this year to win the division. I said that with Flacco being there. But the, the receivers that that guy's going to have, the running back trio that they're going to have out there, their offensive line's pretty good. They what got a good receivers is he going to have? He has Deshaun Hamilton. Don't don't sleep on Deshaun Hamilton. He's got um, Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders. They're going to draft more offensive guys because their defense is set. I think they're going to look probably in the middle round for probably like a – Tight end slash wide receiver. Flacco doesn't start the entire season. Flacco doesn't start the entire season? Watch it. Okay, whatever, man. Watch it. I think that the Denver Broncos have put themselves in the category of the top end of that division. I think I think they were right. a quarterback away, and I think Flacco got the short end of the stuff when it came out. You know what? They hey, were not. No, no, no. In Baltimore. No, no, no. I'm the no, same no, person no, that said no, that, that no. Patrick Mahomes is going to suck, so. No, 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 no. You don't get a chance to just cut me off and bring up Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. The Denver or the Baltimore Ravens offensive line was one of the worst last year. That's why they had to run the ball with Lamar Jackson so much because they couldn't pass block to save their life. Joe Flacco, guess what he does? Throw the ball. Guess what they didn't do? Block very well during the pass. The John Brown looked like a revelation as a wide receiver when Flacco was there. For like two weeks. Don't even play Come on, that man. crap he was on like me. Five Go weeks look in, at his stats. Five weeks. He had like two or three good weeks. Five weeks. There was five weeks into the season. He was one of, he was one of the, I think he was like top five fantasy wide receiver in the league. Come on, man. No. Alex Collins forgot how to run a ball. They had to bring in Gus the Bus Edwards. Why couldn't they bring in Gus Edwards when Joe Flacco was there? I am a Joe Flacco apologist. Alex Collins forgot how to run the ball. Yes. Why? Because he ran the ball well for like three games before that, and then suddenly everyone I had to jump Alex on the train. Coll- I had Alex Collins as a fan. I picked him in the third round. That's my- what I say to Alex Collins. <laughs> Did you really just spit? <laughs> no, I, 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 all kidding aside, I think it's a good run. I think it's a, I think it gives Denver an opportunity because they were you in the really play- think he's they were in the playoff hunt and then that ju- money though on that the rest of who that cares? contract. Who cares? It's the NFL. Money money grows on trees in the NFL. I'm sure John Elway goes up to Roger Goodell and Roger Goodell has a money tree in his backyard. He picks it off like lemons right. every day. Okay. Jeez, the money has nothing to do with it. Case Keenum made like 18 mil last year. Cut his ass. He's not that good. 
Dude, he looked like he was trying to throw blind. <laughs> like, he was really bad. Did you? I mean, you watched the Browns game and with me. And Joe Flacco your... got replaced by somebody that can't even throw a football. That's a valid point there. But I think it was a – they, I, they I, went and saw – I don't fully believe that because I think he improved throwing the ball by actually, the end of the year. Actually, like, you need to stop. He didn't get replaced. Joe Flacco got hurt. Lamar Jackson took over, and then they decided they were going to run the ball the whole time. That's what happened. That's Go fair. look it up because he didn't get replaced until <laughs> after. Like, like four weeks into Lamar's stint is when he got replaced because Flacco was hurt most of that time. So let's – I mean, I guess let's pump the brakes on it a little bit. But Joe Flacco, MVP. Um, Speaking of running quarterbacks. Great transition, man. Yeah. Kyler Murray has decided that he is going to go pro in football? Yeah. I, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Because I'll give you – because it's What's not becoming – What's I didn't know this was news. I thought he actually did this like two weeks ago. I didn't realize that he like kind of said, oh, I think I'm going to. No, and no. You, just now two officially. Week, two did. weeks ago you had to ask his dad if he was going to be in the pro – playing the pros. Now he finally came up and uh, he okay. was like, yeah, yeah. Because like the Dan Patrick interview, every time that they ask a question about anything, he looked over at his dad and his dad was like, I, didn't see that. I don't know. I don't really care about Kyler Murray, so I didn't watch the interviews or anything. Kyler Murray is listed at 5'9". Or no, I think he's listed at 5'11". I can't so. wait to see his actual when they at the combine where they actually measure him. You know what? Per, uh, do a power move and just skip the combine. Go right to Oklahoma <laughs> and let him, like, have him stand on some stilts there. You know, like do like a magic trick where they have the stilts underneath. It kind of raises them up a little bit. Yeah. No, um, Kyler Murray is dynamic. He is, with the football in his hand, he is, he is electric. I, I can't think of a lot of words, to, uh, bigger words to use. He has a heck of an arm, though. I mean, yeah. you watch him play. The kid can throw a ball. In the NFL nowadays, you don't need to be that let's read the defense quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff took a one-read offense all the way to the Super Bowl. So as much as I want to sit here and say, and also his height has a big problem with it, but as much as I want to sit here and say that that's a problem, it seems like lately shorter quarterbacks has found some success in the NFL. I don't think that he is a... Gonna be, I think he's gonna be a first round quarterback. I have him listed, and I and I haven't done my big board, which I will be doing because I love NFL draft big boards. I was gonna save that for a little bit down the road when football, when we were talking about basketball and it got stale, but I might need to bust it out for sooner rather than later. I'll tell you all now, Matt is much bigger into the draft than I am. Oh, I, I love I, the draft. I, as a Browns fan, they lived for the draft until this year. As a Steeler fan, I'm hoping we're getting the best player available late in the first round. Well, that's what the Browns so, strategy is gonna be this year. Yeah. So <laughs> no. I I'm just saying I know, in, in I my know. history, I don't get into the yeah. draft as much as you do. Well, I also love the draft because, I mean, it has it has a lot to do with the Browns, yes, but it has a lot to do because I just love Abs. You know love what's mocks. crazy is if you, if you could guess what one sporting event Michelle, my wife, actually sits and watches the whole thing with me, what would you think? Well, it's I would have to say it's the NFL draft since it we're is. talking about it, it right yeah. now. She watches the entire first round. Like, she gets into it. She's like, Where, where's that guy from? Where's he going? And I was like... <laughs> I've never seen you get into something like this with me, like sports-wise, other than an Indians game, and just loves the NFL draft. It's awesome. Yeah, NFL draft is great. So I will have a big board up sooner rather than later. I'm debating if I want to do like a, a full first round, like not mock draft, but like at least big board. Should I do a mock draft? I mean, it would be great if you let us know on Twitter.com. At Twitter.com. At on, Matt. On the, on the Twitter. On the interweb. 
At, at, please look at the Twitter. It's at Matt Zach Show on Twitter. We're on at Matt Joe at Matt Zach Show on Instagram. We have a website, threeandoutpod.com, T-H-R-E-E and outpod.com. If you want to head over there and you know check us out, leave us some comments, say like, yo, Matt, I want to see a first round big board. I'll do that for you. But getting to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I think, is probably right now, he's in that 15 to 20 range for best player on the on my board. A lot of that has to do with him being a quarterback. It pushes him up. And he's getting compared to a quarterback out there. And I don't think there's any comparisons at all when it comes to this year in this draft and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, not even I don't understand how that can even be. Well, because they're the top two quarterbacks and all quarterbacks get compared by each other. So Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be a pro. I, I just don't know. There's a lot of rumors out there that Oakland might be looking to trade uh, Carr and picking up Murray. I mean, John Gruden says that his favorite quarterback is the next one. I mean, that's his philosophy. He loves quarterbacks, and he loves destroying quarterbacks' career. Cliff (laughs) Kingsbury, who has the number one pick in the draft, was quoted while at Texas Tech, so let's let's make that known, that if he had the first pick in the NFL draft, he'd take Kyler Murray. He he, also just said yesterday that his quarterback is his quarterback. Yeah, but he woke up. Come on now. I'm just saying what he said. Zach, Zach, I have a question for you. Has any NFL team ever lied, ever? Exactly. So uh, Kyler Murray, I mean Cliff Kingsbury wakes up, wakes up with you know, in the you know as a as the best person in the world. That guy has a jawline that got him an NFL job in Arizona. It's crazy. This guy is going to wake up and now have the first pick in the draft, and he gets to choose between Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray. So I really hope that they draft Kyler Murray just so that there there's excitement in the league. There's Josh Rosen is getting uh, quartered by the New England Patriots. The Patriots said that they would trade multiple picks for Josh Rosen if he becomes available. I know all that. of this stuff is crazy in the How NFL. Crazy. The NFL is supposed to go to sleep. Like it's bedtime. Go to sleep hey, for a little bit. I'll tell you this much: NFL ain't go. Yeah, excuse me. The NFL is not going to sleep until Antonio Brown finds a new home. Dude, because this deba- debacle is just ongoing and it's annoying what's going on with antonio brown as you know i had my little moment with kareem hunt and the browns i you know what i'm gonna turn the mic over to zach well there's no turn he has his own mic and this is just my opinion as a Steeler fan um it's hard up until the past year for anyone to say they don't like antonio brown he's had his moments he's had his fits but up until the last year he's never really done anything to make you not like him. He's been a top 3 wide receiver every year. He's a team player. He does what's necessary. Something happened. Uh something happened in at some point that made this man lose his mind. I'm okay. I get it. Uh professional sports, professional athletes are more and more asking for trades, saying I went out and doing stuff like that while they're still under contract. I think the NBA started it. And now it's moving on into other sports as well. But the fact is, is this man left to practice uh, during week 17, didn't show uh, up for a couple meetings, and then got benched, left at halftime of the uh, week 17 game, and no one's heard from him since. Not the coaches, not anybody in the organization. And then he says, I want to I want to trade via what Instagram. Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then and, and he's talking about who wants me on their team? What team would I look best on? That's not how trades work, Antonio Brown. And I have not seen a man, a grown man, 31 years old, so thirsty on social media. Look at me, look at me. That's always doing it anymore. Like, and it's just I get it. 
he's one of the best wide receivers to play the game. But it's just it. And don't get me wrong, the Steelers have their own problems overall. We've talked about it multiple times. The organization, the Kardashians, is a mess you right mean? Now. Yes, keeping up with the Kardashians. But to put it all on Pittsburgh, nah. This man's guy. I mean, because no one outside of like our very very dedicated listeners are going to hear this. Get rid of the trash stash, AB. That blonde <laughs> mustache has to go. There's Yo, my little rant. I'll, I'll say this: I, I like Antonio Brown even more because I saw him hanging out with Post Malone, and I have a big, Ooh. I have the biggest crush on Post Ooh. Malone. Like I, I, I listen Ooh. to, I, I listen to Post Malone every night before I go to bed. I like Post Malone's music, man. But you know, a little bit of Post Malone marshmallow mix at night. Oh man, <laughs> it really gets me in the mood to sleep. Okay. So let, like, and and I'm, I'm not gonna elaborate. I'm not gonna go into it because we're gonna talk. There's gonna be so much many more weeks that we can talk about Antonio yeah. Brown and his antics. I wanted, I wanted to ask you a question, Zach. Yeah. Did you watch the AAF last week? Now I know you probably didn't watch a lot of it because you were on a romantic weekend with your wife <laughs> yes, instead I was, of so. instead of watching sports degenerately like I did. But did you get a chance to peep out a little bit the AAF? I, I peeped it a little bit, not as much as I'd like. Uh, there was a point where I because we did have cable at the cabin that we were just hanging out watching some TV and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is AAF. And I was like, can I, can I peep this for like 10 minutes? So I did watch a little bit, forgot about it on Sunday when I wanted to watch it. When the Birmingham see, Iron and Trent, Trent Richardson, Richardson play. Heard he like, he, he's already MVP. No, he, he had, <laughs> he had two, he had two rushing touchdowns for like 40 yards, missed like eight holes and fumbled the ball. Uh, but I, I didn't get to watch enough of it to speak high on it. But I, I mean, there's a lot of people talking about it. Um, there's football on TV, so I mean that's something, right? Well, it's on TV if you have CBS Sports Network now, because if you don't, then it's not. There's not many so more they, games on, so on CBS. So they put it on uh, basic stuff for like the first week just to get your attention. Well, I don't know because it seemed like they were gonna have a game a week on there, but I I, I don't know what's really going on with it. I, I'll tell you this, Zach. I watched okay. a little bit of the Saturday night game of San Antonio versus the San Diego Fleet. Now, there was some offensive deficiencies in the first half, a lot of field goals. But I, what I will say, and the same thing in the Birmingham game as well, I will say this. It looked like football. Okay. I had No, no, no. And, and what I mean by that is that I looked at it, and I didn't see much of a difference between that and Sundays. Now, the talent gap, yes. You can definitely see that there's a, a little bit of a talent gap, of course. But they had enough NFL players. The coaches, all the coaches have NFL experience, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. All the front office, the, all the owners and front office people, all have NFL experience. And the leaders of the league, like Heinz Ward, Troy Polamalu, yeah. um, what's his name from Bill Polian, who these guys got it together. It's an NFL league, and it looked like NFL football. Was there some plays? Was there, was there some breakdowns defensively, offensively? Were there some drop passes? Absolutely. Was this a good football game? I I tend to believe that it was a a well watchable. It was a watchable football. It passes off. And when you're a guy that coming back from the NFL and you see you like it was back in the day when the XFL came on, it looked yeah. it after the first week it was terrible. Yeah, no good football. No the play. I mean, terrible. Tommy Maddox was their MVP and he was really good for a while in the NFL, but they yeah. didn't really have anybody else besides he hate me. It just didn't look like football. I miss he hate me. This this right here looks like football, and I will definitely be tuning in. I watched some YouTube clips on the Birmingham, uh, uh, the Irons, Birmingham Irons game. Again, 
looked like good football. It looked, you know what? Trent Richardson, Trent Richardson felt like home because he missed so many wide open uh, lanes in, in there. And <laughs> they, it, uh, yeah, someone just signed Jamarcus Russell, right? Yeah, yeah, Memphis or um, I, I don't know. What what I read uh, an article, brief article about the opening weekend for the AAF, and one of the main things they said was, if you really watch, the biggest difference between uh, the NFL and the AAF was quarterback play and offensive line play. Yes. It was very well, – some of the other positions weren't noticeably, like, worse, which it obviously is, but noticeably. Wide receiving – I thought the, I thought the wide receiving play when when the ball was in the area was very good. There were some really good catches. Okay. Now, Heinz Ward and Bill Polian both came out and said that they know the offensive line play was going to be bad. It's kind of a little bit of a thrown-together league. Not thrown-together in the sense of that – but a lot of these, the most a lot of these guys were on practice squads or yeah. end of rosters, so they're not going to have the continuity of a lot of the other football. I think this will get better over time, when and that's did why they start practicing. I, I don't know exactly that. Don't quote me, but the one the that's why Heinz Ward and the Bill Polian and Tripolamalo instituted the illegal defense where you can only have five guys rush the quarterback at one time oh, okay. because they were afraid of, and it's not because they don't think these guys can. These, these guys are pro athletes; they can handle it, but. If you if all all they would do if if I was a defensive coordinator and I know that we started practicing say six weeks ago, I would overload blitz and stunt the whole time. Yeah, I'd run yeah. seven guys overload and play zone behind, and yeah. we'd crush and kill quarterbacks. And that's what the problem was. So so they instituted that you it has to be you have to be on the line of scrimmage to rush the passer. There is no safety blitzes. There's no. I think you can stunt on the line, but it makes it easier and. And when I first heard that in the legal defense, I'm sitting there going like, well, that's stupid. These guys are pros. Like, they can handle it. But when you hear their explanations, you understand. And he said three, four years from now to even next year, if he feels like the if it's overblown, then they'll go and play that regular defense. But they want this league to be something that lasts for many, many years. And if go if you go out there and you get your quarterback killed on every every game, a quarterback gets hurt because the offense line can't pick up a blitz, mm-hmm. it's going to die. I think eventually the NFL will pick this up because there's two things that the NFL NFL loves money and sabotaging the NBA. And if you could put a product that, and this is a big thing, this is a big deal, Zach. The NFL, or the AAF, excuse me, the AAF on Saturday night doubled the NBA Saturday night ABC game. Oh, wow. Doubled in viewership. America loves football, and I think the NFL, for like I said, there's two things they love, money and sabotaging the NBA because it's the closest thing to them yeah. when it comes to the premier, the, the premier sport in this country. And if you can if you can fund and kind of make this like a feeder system to the NFL, the NFL puts money into it, it hurts the NBA because viewership will be on the AAF. So that's my two cents on the AAF. I'd say give it a try. Go yeah. on YouTube, watch some. They, 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 AAF has all their highlights on there. You can watch like a 15 minute highlight of the games. I found it to be very good, well produced as well for a small league. They yeah. have great production staffs that they have working with them. I think that this league is a has a chance to survive, and I think that with the XFL too. I think both these leagues are doing it smart. They're getting it right, and they're going to try not to challenge the NFL, but be a subsidiary of the NFL. Big okay. word, guys. Before we uh, move on to basketball, yes. uh, big shout-out to the uh, unnamed new Columbus Arena football yes. team. 
The well, it'll probably be the Columbus Destroyers because that's what they were in 2012 oh, okay. as an Arena Football League. They had a yeah. team in 2012. Yeah, they had an Arena Football League team, the Columbus Destroyers. They're gonna there's a sixth league. The 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 league didn't dissolve. It just no. it just took a break. Like it was it's like that girlfriend you had in college, and you're like, I really love you, but I'm just gonna take a break for a little bit, and then you walk away, and you're like, it's not that good. Let me get back with her. That's what the <laughs> AFL that's what the AFL did right there. Yeah. So Columbus is coming back. They're one of six teams. I think it's gonna be a positive. I'm I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna yeah. go again. It's football in the I summer. At, I, Come on. I, I looked at season tickets. I hope. Oh, I, I was looking at them, thinking that hopefully they're like ten dollars a game. They asked me to put twenty five dollars down just to save my spot. Exactly. Said, no. no, it said, put, said no. put twenty five dollars down. And I'm like, well, hey, I'll put twenty five dollars down. But what's that final cost going to be? Exactly. Though? Like that. I, That's it. If it, it, it would have told me, like, hey, oh, a season ticket costs this. Can, will you put twenty five down? And it was something like, reasonable, yeah. yeah. But I not would, if you're not going to tell me what yeah, it costs. Like, like, like if I put this twenty five down and then you realize it's like five fifty, do I get my <laughs> money back? Like, like, like so it, it's like a lose lose situation for me. Can I, can I get me. my quarterback? It's like, hey, yo, yeah, yeah. Can I get can I get that twenty five piece back? Like, like, don't 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 play me like that. I think that's smart though, because it's gonna, there's an appetite for football. And here's the thing: the AFL, the Columbus, whatever they're going to be, I think the Destroyers need to tap. Braxton Miller, tap into these uh, uh, these pro athletes that were Ohio State Buckeyes that are not playing right now. Get them in the Arena Football League. Braxton Miller would be amazing in this situation. So, I, I mean, we we I'm not gonna sit here and talk 10, 10 15 no, minutes on on the Columbus cool, Destroyers, but cool concept. yeah, AFL. If you if you are an Arena Football League fan, it is back. And it will be fun. So. Well, it's never really been gone. Well, yeah. Well, it just dissolved into four teams. Well, it dissolved six. There are six teams. N- there oh, were oh, four. Yeah. And then they Cleveland. Cleveland kept their new, naming rights. The Pittsburgh. Cleveland's supposed to come back in next the next year. two years, yeah. I believe. Um, but the it was four, and then they just added Atlantic City and Columbus. So, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be fun for the league. I think it's going to be fun for me. It's football in the summer. Cool. Yeah. Beans. I go watch indoor football and try to get a front row seat and have people run at me and. Oh, dude, you you know, we'll move on. I promise. After this, you got you got to be that guy that goes and that sits in the front row and plays defense like a DB when the ball goes yeah. to the side. Smack yep. the ball, take the guy, smack his helmet, yep. throw beer on him. Well, no, don't don't throw beer on him. It's probably gonna be expensive, but you know what I mean. Be the defense. All right, so guys. That is the NFL talk. I can't believe that we got 30 minutes of NFL talk. I, I, you know, at this at this time, I just didn't think it was possible. Yeah. But we are a multi-sport podcast. We love them all, and basketball is here. I mean, it's been here. We've been doing talking about it. But I think my favorite time of the year when it comes to this, because we did when our podcasting talk about NBA. One of the first podcasts we ever did together was an NBA All Star Draft, and we're gonna do a we're gonna keep it up. It's tradition now. It was on my personal podcast before. That's at three and out. If you ever want to go watch, listen to it. But um. Zach came on my show. We looked over. It was Team Steph and Team LeBron last year. We looked yeah. over. We, we kind of analyzed their rosters. We'll do that again. And then we're going to do a draft of our own. And then we're going to put it out to the people to see who, got, who, who do you think got the best draft. And this year, I'm not even going to demand the first pick like I did last year. I have this uh, CD. And we're going to flip it because I couldn't find a coin. Okay. <laughs> and whatever side, you're going to call it heads or tails, and we'll see who gets first pick. But let's analyze the rosters first. Yeah. Team LeBron. Their starters are Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and, of course, LeBron, LeBron James. And Team Giannis, it's obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo. I could say his name, so I wanted to. That was impressive. Thank you. Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kemba Walker. Now, I'll say this real quick. I think LeBron James by far has the best team because Giannis decided to pick, like, 
He didn't decide. He, he let LeBron keep get his boys. Uh, so did you watch it? I did. Okay. Really cool, by the way. Absolutely um, cool. I loved it. I actually, another thing that we were, <laughs> Michelle and I were getting ready to go somewhere and I was recording it, yeah. but it started before we left. And I was like, and LeBron started talking, and Giannis was talking, and I was like, I'm not leaving. No. Like, I'm checking this out. I, I'm not I watched, watching it recorded. I watched it on the tube, YouTube. I think YouTube needs to sponsor our podcast. See, this is so many shout-outs but, to But him. here's the thing with, with Giannis. Giannis is a new star. He's, he's a humble dude. Picks Steph Curry first because Steph Curry picked him first last year. Picks Chris Middleton as his first reserve because yeah. it's his teammate. He made like he he's out there doing the right thing. He's not making the picks that are best for his team. He traded Ben Simmons. Like at the end of the draft, they he's like <laughs> LeBron's like, I, I come on, can, can I just have Ben Simmons? Oh, so I actually didn't see that. Oh, yes. what? oh my God! Wait, so t- they, tell they me what a, happened. They did a trade at the end. Um, I'm just noting that, noticing that now. Ben I, Simmons for who? What was it? Um, hold on, I'm looking through the roster. To... Never mind. It's not that big a deal because I know Nikola Jotic he picked. Lowry picked. Dirk, he got Russ. Picked. It was Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook. Oh, first off, if you're Russell Westbrook, how do you feel about LeBron trading you? How do you feel about if you're Russell Westbrook going like, you were like the sixth He was the second pick. to last. Second yeah. to last. It went Westbrook, and then I think uh, no, yeah, well, no, well, no, no. I know Beal was Beal was the last pick, and he got picked by he got he got LeBron got him. It was funny. LeBron said, well, <laughs> "LeBron goes, I will you trade me Ben Simmons?" <laughs> and Giannis basically is like, "Only if Dwayne Wade's involved." <laughs> LeBron's like, "Nah, sorry." Dude, no, yeah, so and it, so the, I think the starters, by far, I think LeBron is the best starters. I think LeBron, because he picked Chris Middleton, I don't want to go pick by pick by this, but I think Giannis was, yes, like you said, more of a – I mean, he picked Vucevic. Like, I, I, I honestly thought Vucevic was going to be the last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. But he picked Vucevic like his, his like third reserve selection. Yeah, I don't like Yoltic, the, Jokic, the website I'm looking at doesn't have them in the order they were picked. No, and and, I don't, and I'm not going to sit here and actually do that because I don't think that's that important. But yeah. I think Team LeBron's better. On paper, it's better. So I, I think that's just what we need. I, I think I, unless you have a disagree with me, no. I think that's where we're going to nope, leave it. I agree because I really I really want to spend enough time. I don't want to rush through this. We are going to do our second annual Matt and Zach All Star NBA All Star Draft. Zach, are you pretty pumped about this? I'm always pumped for this. So I, and I actually did not prepare for this, so it's going to be pick by so, pick. So the, the disc is going to determine who's who. Yes, yes. Okay. Like last year, because it was on my podcast, I demanded the first pick because I because I'm <laughs> yes. LeBron because I said I, I'm LeBron James. And if yeah. you know if you if you really want to listen to that, I, I might you know sneak a link into the description you know about that you know that draft and if you want to go over there and check it out. But so Zach, I'm going to flip this. This is great audio podcasting stuff right here. They're yeah. not even going to see the the CD it's fantastic. flip. It and, and you know what. It's a basketball movie that I have there. Semi pro. Oh my god. Great movie. Great pro. Oh, great movie. All right. So I'm gonna flip it. You're gonna call heads, tails. Right. I'll let you have the honors this time to at least call it. Okay. All right. Tails. It's tails. So you get to go first if you want to. Sure, do it. I'll be So no, no, no. So here, here's the deal. You can either go first when it comes to picking the starters, or you get first I'll go first the when you go to the reserves. So what do you want to do? I'll go first with the starters. Okay. So who are you picking? Kevin Durant. So you were so essentially you're gonna be LeBron James. I'm gonna be Giannis then. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. 
I wanted to be LeBron. You can be LeBron, but that's just the way. No, it's fine. It's fine. So you're you get LeBron and you got Durant. Giannis, I'm gonna pick. I'd rather have Giannis than LeBron. All right, fine. You're Giannis. I'm LeBron. Okay, cool. But I get to pick first. Yeah, you get to pick first. So I'm Giannis, and you get Durant. Well, that's not how it worked, though. What do you mean it's not? Whatever. How it worked. I'm Giannis. I get LeBron. Okay. I mean, I get Durant. I'm LeBron. I get Steph. All right, hold on. I, I'm trying to keep track of this. Oh, uh, it's not. I, I, it's not gonna work that way. Just, just go with it. You said Steph. Yep. All right. Um. With my second pick, I am just – you know what? I know it's not the obvious pick, but he is balling uncontrollably right now. I'm going Paul George. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. My uh, team LeBron with Steph Curry picks Kawhi Leonard. Ooh, didn't expect that. All right, hold on a second. So you want Kawhi. All right. All right. With my third pick. We're very well prepared here at this podcast, guys. That's the best part of this is I, I'm going one at a time. And so with my third pick, I am, you know, I think there's a lot of point guards left down the line in the reserves that I'm going to skip. I'm going James Harden. You just want ball, hard, ball hogs. I get it. All right. So you have, so you have Harden, PG-13, KD. And I have Le- and well, obviously Giannis, and then I have LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, and you know what? I think I am going to pick. Oh man, I gotta go with. I feel like you gotta go with Embiid, right? No, all right. No, I have LeBron. He could play center. I'm gonna go with uh, with Kyrie. Damn, I was really hoping you went Embiid. No, I, I'm gonna go with Kyrie. So now we're down to uh, Kemba Walker or Embiid. You know, I really don't. I mean, he's fantastic. I don't really want Embiid, and I need guards. I'm very forward heavy here, but all of my forwards can shoot. I gotta go. You gotta, get, you gotta get that person to distribute that basketball to him, though. I, I'll go Embiid. You're gonna go Embiid. All right. Well, that means I get Kemba. So I have literally I'm playing positionless basketball here at the 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 LeBron team. So I have LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, Kyrie, and Kemba, and you have Giannis, KD, PG thirteen, Harden, and Joel Embiid. I'm wrecking you. You're wrecking me, my butt. I'm Come on, you. Come on, Embiid is a soft. <laughs> Embiid's soft. He can't he can't handle LeBron. Come on. All right, so now we're going to get into the All-Star Reserves, which I get first pick because you got first pick at the last one. Yeah. And I'm going to solve my deficiency at size and pick Anthony Davis. The way, same thing. you know. I, see, see, I was hoping that you would go Embiid because I knew that I could take Davis there. Yep. Well, I would have probably taken Davis no matter what at this point, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, because you got that pick. And and, um, and then, hey, as as team captain of, the, of, the, of this team, LeBron has announced that uh, Kemba Walker is not starting and Anthony Davis is. Good. Oh, look at that. Look at that. It happened. You know, I love the chemistry, and I think that You're gonna he pick is Bradley be- Beal again. I think he's becoming first. more of a passing guard than he was last year. I'm going a lot earlier than anybody else did. I'm going Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. I, I need a point guard. That's cool. I mean, it's wrong, but it's cool. Uh, with my second pick of the second round, I'm going to get chemistry. And a deadly shooter and go Clay Thompson. 
A guy that doesn't need the ball in his hand to dribble. Yeah. He just sits there in the corner to knock down three, knock down three. So, Clay Thompson with my second pick of the second round. You're up now, Zach. Second pick, second round. Second pick. My next pick in this round is going to be... You gotta pick Middleton. He's he's your boy. I mean, you guys are like best friends and everything, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think like that. <laughs> I, I don't actually know him, so we're not friends. Um, I'm I'm gonna sure up my backup center position early, and I'm going Nikola Joker. That's a good pick, Joker. I was actually thinking about picking him next, so now I have to think about what I'm doing I got here. Two great centers. I actually had a chance to watch uh, Jokic play the other day, and my God. He does everything. He's very, very good. He does everything. He's very, very good. And so I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pick a guy that can play a lot of different positions for me. He can handle the ball. He's tall. I think that I'm going to go with the young prince and go with uh, Ben Simmons here. Mm, okay. Benny Simmons. With Kyrie, Kemba, and Steph, I have a lot of guards, so I'm trying to sheer it up with a little bit more on the, yeah. the, the right. size factor. I am... I'm going to go with my man, Dame. Dame? Damian Lillard. And, Zach, what, what I need you to do is start thinking out loud because we don't need these long interruptions. Yeah, there are people going to think that the podcast kicked off when you don't, when you don't talk. I might have to edit that out a little later. But, you know, <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it because I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. So my next pick, I think what I need to do. So I got some size. I got some shooting. I, I really want to add that element of size and shooting. I think I'm going to go and get Carthony Towns. I think I'm going to put Cat there. He's going to be another big guy for me. I'm really big on, on the ability to be able to inside-out game. Carl Anthony Towns for me, no-brainer. That, 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 that hurts. That was going to be my next pick, so you, you kind of took that from me. Yep. Um, I mean, Dirk's out there. He could do that. <laughs> yeah, my next one, uh, we still got a bunch of guards on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, he fell to last, but I, I'm taking my man Bradley Beal. I, I knew you wouldn't let, here, let your boy fall away to the last. So I think I'm going to do something here. I want another combo score. I, I really like him. I, I out of the Ohio State University. I'm gonna go with D. Russ here. He, so technically Victor Oladipo, but Russell is taking his spot. I think D'Angelo Russell is absolutely balling. And his comments that he came out with, I think today or yesterday, about if he didn't get traded last year to the Lakers, he probably would have got traded this year. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. I think this man is taking that next step. D. Russ is my next pick. Nice. I, I think that's a good pick. Um. So what we have left on the board, we have LaMarcus Aldridge. We have, um, wow, so Team LeBron's pretty much his whole team's picked up right now. So LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin. We have Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, and Nikola Vucevic. Um, let's go. I'm going to look at It's either going to be Aldridge or Griffin for me. I'm going to go LaMarcus Aldridge. Cool. You got L.A. there. I like that. LaMarcus Aldridge, another great season for San Antonio. I think that I kind of want to pick Chris Middleton just because I want to take your boy away from you. But I no friends, no no friends. Hashtag no friends. So actually, Team LeBron, his whole entire team is picked right now. <laughs> so that's how you know Team LeBron had the best team because yeah. his team's already picked all the way through. So we have uh, Blake Griffin and 
Ooh. So we have Blake, Kyle Lowry, I know. Chris Middleton. I was talking. I was in my just, head. Go in my head. I was going. Who am I going to pick over Blake Griffin? I don't like anybody over Blake Griffin there. So you know, what? I'm going to give Blake, who is having another another guy that got traded from an LA team that's having an astronomically amazing season. Blake Griffin. He is my. He is not only my pick. He is one of my uh, all time favorite uh, commercial loving guy. Like you know the GameFly commercials that he used to do. I think Blake Griffin is a Hall of Famer in that sense of the word, being okay. funny in commercials. So Zach, next pick for you. You have Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, or Nikola Vucevic. I need to add another guard to the roster, but I don't want Kyle Lowry. Good guy, but I just don't want him. Um, Chris Middleton is the type that can kind of run that stretch two three position. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it with uh, in the family. Go Chris Middleton. I, I was I was thinking that you need a little bit more size, but you know I'm not gonna pick Vucevic. So I actually think Kyle Lowry fits for me because I need another guard. I picked a lot of big guys in this in my bench, so I need Kyle Lowry out there. So Lowry is going to be my pick. Lowry is gonna be my pick, and then that means you get Nikola Vucevic, and then. I guess we can flip again because we can figure out who gets the first pick of the commissioner exemplist. Or did you want? I don't remember how they. Did I don't remember it, how they did. All I know is that Dwayne Wade ended up with LeBron, of course. Well, you're so. LeBron. You can have your boy. I'll take Dirk. I don't want him. All right, then I'll take. Hashtag Wade, no guys. friends. No, we'll flip for it. <laughs> All right. My fl- my handy dandy. So Zach, call in the air again. Tails. Eds, I get Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. Dirk for me and D Wade's Wade. been playing surprisingly well this year. I don't care about that, man. I need Dirk out there just knocking down forty footers because that's what he does. All right, fair so enough. that is our list. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna put this up on the social media. We're gonna put this up on the Twitter. We're gonna get it out there, and you guys are gonna vote and who has the best team out of me and Zach. So we're gonna get it out there. Please get out there and. You know, voice your opinion. Did I make a dumb pick? Did Zach make dumb picks? Probably, yes, I get that. But let us know through your fingers on our Twitter, Twitter page. Fingers. Get, get those that. Twitter fingers Dude, moving. Flex them Twitter fingers, man. Get out there. Let's hear it. So, again, those you know are our teams. getting your finger workouts in. So, team, team, Giannis, if you can you tell me who your team is one more time, Giannis? Yes, I can. Mr. Kevin Durant. Just, just talk. <laughs> Paul George, uh, James Harden, and Joel Embiid are the starting mm-hmm. starters with Giannis. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Nikola Jokic, Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal, Lamarcus Aldridge, Chris Middleton, Nikola Vucevic, and Dwayne Wade. And as Team LeBron, I got the winning team. Got I got Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker. Those are my starters. Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson. Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, and Dirk Nowitzki. I forgot about Blake Griffin. Yep, so there's my squad, the winning squad. But, again, we're going to put this up on the on social media. Let us know who we did. Zach, that is fun. That's so much fun. I love that. Dude, I, I love the fact that we did that again. I love the fact that we've been a podcast as long as – like I mean, we've been doing podcasts together as long as we – now we have our tradition. See, what's great about this one is when we did it last year, it was over the phone. I was, like, wandering around my office on the phone with you. And you sounded like – yeah, you sounded like you are cutting in and out. The, yeah. the, the technology has raised but here. Now I, now I have my own mic. He has his own microphone, and we, and we sit at a table that we – I mean, we're a little too close, but yet we sit at a table, <laughs> and, it, and we're in a room with sports stuff all around and clothes of mine. So, yeah, I mean, you know. We go. We've uh, you know made a way up. You know, you went from uh, one mic and a telephone to two mics and two guys in the same room. So we're on the come up. I just like the fact that we have a we have something that we've done now more than once. I think this is really cool. Again, guys, get out there. Let us know who 
has the best NBA All-Star Fantasy Draft team. That actually came out pretty well. But speaking of basketball, we want to move on and talk midseason awards. And, you know, it's kind of an insane thing that we're halfway through the basketball season. Yeah. I mean, we're way, actually, we're well over the halfway. The first half goes so quietly because of football. Yeah, and, and, and the fact is, it's, it's almost like you sit back and you go, like, basketball's been on for a while. Basketball started in October. And you're yeah. sitting there, but when you, when you wake up in February in the, in the All-Star game, which is actually, like, well after the actual midway point yeah. of the season, yeah. you sit back and you go, all right, well, we still got half a season left. No, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a half a season. It's a sprint now to the NBA playoffs. And sadly, I don't have a team that will be participating in the NBA playoffs this year. Sadly, I don't believe that I will either. Yeah, but you still have a chance. The, uh, I don't know. Tank for Zion. Let's see how bad they're losing to Toronto. Tank right for Zion. So that's like what the enthusiasm. That's what the Cavs are We're doing right now. Beating the Raptors at halftime. Nice, nice, nice. So we're gonna talk midseason awards. We're gonna talk MVP. Zach, who is your NBA MVP halfway through this season? I think that there are three people that uh, most people would say are in the conversation. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think those are Giannis. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. LeBron, LeBron, Zion. Sorry, excuse me. Giannis, James Harden, and Paul George. Paul George, how clutch was his decision, though? Like, everyone thought he was going to L.A., and OKC was just like, hey, hey, why don't you stay here with us? And he said, all right. And now he's playing fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It doesn't matter. So fantastic that he is my midseason MVP. It doesn't matter. Uh, why doesn't it matter? Because the Golden State Warriors are winning the title. Uh, you know what? I'm excited about the playoffs. I, yeah, I mean, especially with a healthy Cousins, it's ridiculous. But it's not what we're talking about. You asked who the yeah. MVP is, and well, I'm you, saying well, my you said MVP Paul is George, Paul George. You said Paul George made this great decision. Like, I mean, What was he going to do? Was, is it going to be different in L.A.? No. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma throwing him lob passes right, and Lonzo just Ball? Stop. Just stop. I, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. I actually think Paul George is the MVP of the league halfway through the season. I also think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is definitely nipping at his heels. I actually yeah. think I actually think if it ended right now, most NBA guys might be giving it to Giannis. I don't think that James Harden deserves the MVP. I agree. Because James Harden, if you look at his efficiency rating, where his his, his shot volume to his shot percentage to everything, he, he it's not that good. I'm not a fan of what his, his, his effective field goal percentage is. He's turning the ball over a lot. What he's doing is amazing. his 30-point streak is great. But watching him, is it's it not fun. fun. It's not fun. It's, it is it's not. not that fun. And, and you know what? Yeah, it brings some things to the league. You know what it does? It brings light to the league that you have a guy scoring so much, and it brings it to the people that are not box. They're like box score watchers. They're actually like NBA watchers. They'll sit there and go like, "Oh, James Harden had 35 today." They won't look at how many shots he took. It won't yeah. look at this. And I think that's the problem with James Harden. So he's getting a lot of. He's getting a lot of like MVP notice because of his points per game, but nothing else is real. I mean, he has games where he has 12, 15 assists, but that's because he has the ball 97% of the time in his hands. It was interesting. I just want to bring this up real quick. Um, watching Maryland-Purdue last night, for the first time in a while, it's, talent level is not even close, but I watched a player in college that reminded me of the style of James Harden, and it's Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards is phenomenal. I have never seen... He was great, and then he takes so many shots. Well, he has and to. And he just, he just runs, and the way, especially early, he was feeling it. Mm-hmm. And he was taking jumpers that he 
without even trying to start an offense. And it was like I was watching the college version of uh, James Harden. It was crazy. Yeah, so uh, you have PG. I, I think PG, but I also think Yantis Antetokounmpo is definitely an MVP person there. So Certainly. let's move over to Coach of the Year. While I don't think there's many candidates for this, I think there's one, and it's a guy, Coach Buzz, Budenholzer up in Milwaukee, what that team is doing right now. Many people thought Milwaukee was going to be good. Nobody thought that they were going to be the best team in the NBA right now. Yep. And honestly, it, you know what this team kind of reminds me of? First, first, first goal around LeBron in Cleveland. A team that's going to have this gaudy record that's going to be that has talent, that has good talent, but they're centered around one guy, and they play so hard every day. And then when the playoffs come, when everyone raises their game, they'll look, they'll, they'll kind of falter and never ever get to that ultimate level of winning a title. I was thinking the Toronto Raptors of the last two years. And the Toronto Raptors reminded me of the Cavs okay. from there. So the teams that play really well in the regular season, but once playoff time gets around, and these teams that have loads of talent like Philly are around, yeah. they, they don't, they just can't get past them. Yeah. But what they're doing up in Milwaukee, Coach Buzz was down in Atlanta. They got rid of them because they could, because Atlanta, because the Atlanta Hawks thought that they were better than him. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Hawks thought they were better than him. You tell them. And you know what? Atlanta this, Hawks. This has a lot of this, you know, this Milwaukee team has a big feeling of those Atlanta Hawks teams that won a lot of games that were the number one seed the year the Cavs won the title. I mean, it's there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of similarities in Coach Buzz, phenomenal coach in this NBA. He is my coach of the year. Is there a difference from you there? No, and then the, there's also a runaway with rookie of the year. I agree. It's 1,000% Luka Doncic. Now, now, Want to talk about a player that's fun to watch, dude? Luca, you know what? He's really cool because he's not the most athletic. He's not the best dribbler. He's not the best shooter. He's not like he doesn't have one stat where you look at and go like, oh yeah, Luca's the great. But yeah. his creativity on the court is there, and it probably has helped him that when he was 13 years old, he was playing against grown men and playing really well against those grown men. Yeah. So he is phenomenal. He's the and he is the rookie of the year. I think he was an All Star snub. I think the NBA really needed to get him there. But I'll love watching him in the the USA World Game or rookie old rookie but sophomore rising, game. Rising yeah, Star Rising game. Stars rookie, whatever it is. You know what I mean the first and second yeah. year players, but they break him up in the US, Team USA and Team World, I guess, again this year. Yeah. But he's rookie of the year. DeAndre Ayton's having a great year in, in Phoenix. He's averaging close to, I think he's like 18 and 10, but it doesn't matter. Your team sucks. And Luka's got that team fighting for the eighth seed out there. And then last one is defensive player of the year. I have a strong feeling on this. It's Paul George. Okay. Paul George is the best two-way player in basketball. It, it's not Clay Thompson. It's not this guy. It's not. It's not Joel Embiid. The best two-way player in basketball right now is Paul George. Continuously on the best offensive player that's not a center on the other teams every game, and he's throwing up forty-five on that guy too on offense. So you you feel confident like that he's hands down. I'm not saying I that he's not the best defensive player. It's year, him, but he's hands down the best two-way player. Yes, because I believe that coming into this year. It was for the last two, three years. It was Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. I I love Kawhi Leonard. I think he's great, but he's not, he's he his defensively he's come down a little bit since leaving San Antonio, I and agree. I think that's by design. I honestly think that's by design in Toronto. They're like, hey, save some energy. We need you to play better on off. We need you on offense more <laughs> than we. Thank you. That was great. That was actually very good. <laughs> um, and, and here here's the thing. Joel Embiid. 
he's he's in the race. I also think there's a dark horse. Robert Covington is a phenomenal defensive player, and you know him getting traded probably hurts his his value to be in there. But I think there's a top three right now. It's Paul George, Joel Embiid, and Robert Covington, okay. and there is no one else closer because nobody in the NBA is playing any sort of defense right now. Uh, speaking of Joel Embiid, um, how big do you think his fine's going to be? What did what do you do now? <laughs> After the game last night, um, there was a terrible call on something. And in his post-game interview, he sits there, they asked him about it, and he goes, I believe in so many words, he said, F these refs, stood up and walked away. Oh, yeah, that's going to get him a fine. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Big one. And, and Zach, we're, we're going to end the podcast with this. We're going to talk about the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we, 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 we were going to bring up the top four seeds in the NCAA tournament again, but they're the same four teams. So yeah. we don't really need to bring that up because there was a lot of wackiness in there. But I want to talk one more thing. Ask you one more question about the NBA. We'll talk about this for a few minutes and then we'll wrap this up. NBA scoring. Is it fun or is it bad? Uh, for me, it's bad. Um, but didn't we just have this conversation about the NFL? I think I was just about to bring um, that up. We just have this conversation about the NFL and look how it panned out at the end. Um, we know that once these guys start playing hard in the playoffs, the scoring's going to go down. Is it going to be a 95-89 game? No. It, there's going to be some 110, 108s. But I'm cool with 110, like 110 to, yeah, one, the to 103. Yeah, the 130 to 139s. Yeah, you don't want those. I, I've, I, I never, I've never in my life thought that I have a team that scored 118 and lost by like 37 points. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. not – the Lakers, 120 scored 120 points. So why points. do you think that – Defense isn't played in the NBA. I mean, it's been that way for a while, but it no, has not definitely this gotten magnitude. worse. Yeah, well, it's gotten I, worse. I will say this. The emphasis on shooting three-pointers, speeding up the game, more possessions is 100% in this. And, you know, back in the – excuse me, back in the 80s, they used to have games like this. They used to have 130, 120 games. Then they allowed their players to start hand-checking, getting up, bringing the scores down, and then nobody was really running and gunning like they did back in that time. They come back now. Well, look at this. I mean, name me name me a center that doesn't shoot threes. It's hard. No, no, no. Andre Drummond. Okay, okay. No, but he's even taking his game out there. Okay. I mean, he's even taking his game out Dwight there. Howard, injured, but... But, but, it, but it takes. Although he tried, he, it, he did in the off season try to and it, and it ta- but it takes it. you a minute to think about who doesn't who well, name me a big man that doesn't shoot threes. While we could have named hundreds of guys, yeah. you know, ten years ago. That's the problem with the NBA. They're speeding up the play. They're shooting more threes, and I think players are just getting really, really good at basketball. I honestly think they may need to move the three point line back a little bit further. It's becoming a more of a it's becoming a layup for some of these guys. And if you scoot it back a little bit, maybe even spread the floor out a little bit more. I don't think that that's actually going to help. Yeah. But but maybe take the three point line back. Uh, you know, a few feet. Maybe not a few feet. Maybe like maybe like two three feet. Maybe that'll solve some of the problems. But this this is it's a ridiculous scoring league right now. I'm not a fan. But I think what's going to happen, just like the NFL, we'll get to the time where people want to actually start playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there you go. They'll, 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 the defenses will rise up. And I think there are some teams that play good defense and have good principles defensively. But when you're scoring 140 points, you're bound to give up 110. Yeah. I mean, that's just the problem. I mean, you could be the worst basketball team in the league. You give up 140. You're probably, you're, you score 140, you're going to probably get to give up 110. But I think that in the honest truth of it is if, if you're going through the channels – and let's say that you know that right now Duke and Virginia is on, and then 
Golden State, Milwaukee is on. Which game are you watching more of? Duke, Virginia. Yeah, I'm, but I'm a co- down. But I'm a college basketball As fan. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bigger college basketball fan than I am the NBA. It is it, – I was – and call it because it was my team, but watching Maryland hold Purdue to 18 points in the second half last night was more exciting to me than seeing somebody win – uh, 140 to 130. Like I don't like. I I I actually turn off games when it gets up to the like high hundred, like yeah. 120 it's points. It's not fun game. to me. I mean, it's. I wonder what the all. I you know what? I hope the All Star game has less points scored. 280 to 20. Well, if you've looked, actually, the All Star game scoring has come down since they instituted the charity rule, where the winning team gets like a million dollars to the to their charities yeah. and stuff like that. People actually care. Maybe they should do it in the regular season too. Jeez, but yeah. Speaking last one thing that I want to hit on before What's we up? uh since we mentioned college basketball. How about Duke last night? I actually didn't watch it. I turned I it off. I didn't either. I went to bed. I, I didn't go to bed, bed I turned it off. They were down like fifteen when I went to bed and I woke up this morning, then as I usually do, I check late scores and I was like, You've got to be kidding me. Zion looked good. And, I mean that Cam Reddish, that that team for in a future crazy. for a future podcast, RJ Barrett. Or Zion Williamson, which team, which one if you would you draft if you had the number one pick? Don't give me your answer now. We're gonna save that for another podcast All here. Right. Zach, thank you, sir. For thank you, sir. Good, I had a good, good time. Tonight. Great podcast. This you know, a, this is a fun one. It was an effortless talking podcast. This one, I think we had some good stuff. The NFL provided again. There's... Sorry that during the draft, I decided to keep things to myself, and just so uh, everyone knows, we did not cut out. We did not cut out. <laughs> Zach just went like, "I'm not going to talk for these 30 yeah. seconds because I'm going to make I my had, pick." I was really, really putting thought into my pick. Yeah, no, I got Damn. you. But guys, we really appreciate you uh, you tuning in again. Yes, if you want to, if you want to get out and. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. You have our personal Instagram, at mbang41. Zach is at, at Zach Laux on Twitter. We are also have the Matt and Zach show. Looks like Zach wants to say something. Yeah, Go right ahead. And speaking of uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, um, I'm going to hit us with something here that I haven't even talked to Matt about. But as we get about a month away from brackets, we are going to do a Matt and Zach show bracket this year um and we're going we want to get as many people involved as possible there will be a prize yes there um, will we be we don't know what yet um it's probably going to also depend on how many people we get involved yeah um but there's definitely going to be some sort of prize absolutely so start start talking about it because we're, we'd like to get as many people involved as possible and also i'm, I'm going to be there's going to be lots of podcasts coming up to when we get to about a, the last two or three weeks before selection sunday where yeah. i'm going to have full brackets filled out because that's what i not by full brackets meaning who's going to win but meaning who's going to be in i love doing the brackets i can't wait because we've already kind of started doing that a little bit here with the big 10 we're going to branch off into more college basketball ball in the next a couple episodes but again hit us up on social medias at matt zach show on twitter on instagram at three and out pod.com t-h-r-e-e and out pod.com get out get, there you can listen to all of our previous episodes but until next time i'm matt this is zach peace